Alright, so welcome back to the Bricks Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nemo Barak. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to actually have you on the podcast. If this is your first time on the podcast, I am the sole host of this podcast. And um, this podcast is centrally established for people that have ideas, people that have um, businesses and they are business owners and they're starting out for the very first time. Well, probably have been in business, but not so long in. I mean, and uh, they are they are people who are very much interested in minimizing the number of risks they can make and probably trying to make the most of the resources that they have. Because, I mean, you, I, I will constantly remind you that you are not the only person doing the business that you're doing. You're not the only person that is actually producing the product that you're producing. And there is someone out there who has more money than you to fund their business. There is someone out there who has a bigger and better team than you. So the only thing that is going to differentiate you from that person is how much information that you have access to. How much information that you have, you know, on your fingertips that you can use to give you direction and that you can use to, I mean, as a decision campus, you know, so... It is very important for you to actually get to um, equip yourself with as much information as possible. And that is actually why I started this podcast, to get to share with every single entrepreneur out there who feels like, yes, I have a good idea. Yes, I have a business that I'm starting up, but I feel like I need to up my game. I feel like I need to keep getting better. I need to keep learning more and getting to expose myself and my business and my team to more productive and constructive information that can then help us, you know, achieve our business objectives. You know, so um, today there is something just very abstract, very, um, very, very, very minor, yet very significant that I would want you to um, just get to had, get to add to whatever you're doing. Now, it is something we call market evaluation. Now, sometimes we are um, we are in a position or in a situation where you have the resources, you have the money to invest in a business, but then you have like seven to eight ideas, and all of them seem to sound good. You know, all of them seem to sound profitable, and you have the capacity to execute on each and every one of them, but then you can only execute on one at a time. You know, so it becomes a very tight decision and situation and at some point it feels very awkward and um the longer this happens the more likely it is that you may do none of all the seven you know so but if you have a way a system of getting to evaluate which one would be the most profitable and the most the most cost effective and efficient then you can be able to um, spend less time trying to evaluate which one you should take and just you know just j- just pick that one and go with it and I mean make make your clean money you know so this is what this podcast is for this is actually to help you get to decide faster and to also help you make the most um, accurate and decisive decisions in the shortest period of time. You know, so you can shift your mind and focus to other important things. 
you know of course because as, a, as an entrepreneur your mind is always actually your mind is your bank you know how you think will automatically reflect in how much money you make in your productivity as an individual in your lifestyle in how you speak how you walk how everything that you do so essentially it is your mind the information that you have and the access of um certain individuals in the market as well so my part is to actually help you get to get as much information as you as you can so that you can be able to make um clinical and well-guided decisions so they are about 10 things yes 10 things that you can look down on and use them as a yardstick to consider which business would be the most profitable and which one would be the least profitable and of course you'd go the one that is most profitable unless you are just in the mood to splash some money but anyway so <laughs> i would not believe that you 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 would want to just splash money just for the sake of, of splashing money but of course if you're getting into business that the whole month is to make profit right so anyway let's get into it so the first one the first one is urgency now before we actually get into it you will have to scale them from 0 to 10 you know zero being the least the least extreme and um 10 being the 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 maximum extreme so um you just write down all the businesses like on a sheet of paper and just have kind of like a line running across between them and then basing on these 10 um th these these 10 things that we're about to break down for you then you can actually be able to scale and then you know hit down the total and the value that you get for each perspective one will be able to guide you and show you which one would be much much more profitable for you and which one would be the best idea to execute on so the first one is urgency now urgency looks at how soon does the product that you are producing or service that you are going to be providing needed you know how how soon how badly is it wanted in the market so um you, you get to actually ask yourself this and then you get to evaluate for example if maybe you are planning on selling bottles of water on a marathon for like on the, on the side road of a marathon truck the urgency i mean it is very likely that the people who are running are 100 percent going to buy that water like they need the water they need to they need to rehydrate themselves you know because they are losing what's already so um the, the the level of urgency for that would be 12 out of 10 you know unlike someone who's going to be selling donuts on the side of a of a of a of a, of a, of a marathon truck they are very likely to actually get someone to even kick the donuts off the marathon truck because then that is i mean that is going to instead do them more harm than good you know to, if they intend to finish the truck that is so someone who is selling donuts on a marathon truck your level of urgency will be zero out of ten and someone who's selling bottles of water on a marathon truck your level of urgency for your product will be 10 out of 10 so basing on that then you can be able to evaluate and get to know you know fr from scale of zero to ten basing on that uh, of course you may not necessarily be selling donuts or water 
but for whatever you're producing and for the market that you're producing it for you can be able to gauge from a scale of zero to ten how urgently your product or service is needed then the second one is the market size now before you actually dive into the the the, the whole process of investing the money and all you want to ask yourself how many people are out there anticipating to have a taste of your product you know in other words market size does not necessarily mean the number of people living in an area or the popular i mean the population of people in a certain region no 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 market size necessarily means the number of people that are interested in the product or service that you intend to provide you know so if the market size is quite big if for example there are a thousand people that are anticipating or looking forward to the product that you're going to produce, then that would be a good venture. Unlike a venture where you have like three or two people that would that are looking forward to buying your product, you know, and I mean, you, you may not necessarily have good economies of scale and um, your, your turnover will also be very small at the end of the day. So you, you may want to also factor that, factor that as well. Then the other one is the pricing potential. Now, the pricing potential looks at how much you can actually charge vis-a-vis how much the people that you are targeting are willing to pay, you know, for that product as well. So probably if maybe you're going to do sweets, for example, you cannot sell a suite beyond, beyond 500 Uganda shillings. I cannot think of... I mean, it, it just... I don't know if there are any suites that are beyond 500 shillings. So if if you are targeting to sell suites, then you may want to either find a way of getting the suites at a way, way cheaper price so that you can be able to, of course, get something off of selling them rather than just coming into the business and you do not know how much you're actually going to be selling the suites in the first place. Unlike um, things like, let's say, clothes, for example, the the pricing potential for clothes can really vary depending on of course the brand where you're getting them from and where you're selling it from all that stuff so um you also want to get to know the product that i'm getting into the service that i'm going to be live li- the, the, pro- the the product or service that i'm going to be providing how much are people going to be willing for willing to pay it how much are people willing to pay for the service or product that i am going to extend you know, and get to know the market price of the product as well. Then, basing on that, you can also be able to grade. Then the other thing is um, cost of customer acquisition. Now, how much are you going to? How much would it cost you to get one customer? How much would it cost you to get one customer? Now, that actually goes deeply into advertising and marketing and um, word of mouth. In other words, how much f? How much money? Not just money time and effort as well would it take for you to attract one person to your stand to come and buy from you or even just to listen to you then the other one is um, uniqueness of offer so how different is your product or service from of course all the other people that are providing the same product or service just as you you know how different is it what makes your product stand out then the seventh one is the speed of the market now, the speed of the market has a lot to do with how quickly people can be able to buy the product that you are selling. You know, there's some things that, you know, you 
you, you can bring in and then they take years and years on end to sell off versus some things where you like bring them today and tomorrow they are done. You know, so you want to ask yourself how long would your product stay on the market, you know. And then the eighth one is um, the, the, upfro- the upfront investment. In other words, the amount of money that you would need to start that particular business. For example, if you wanted to start maybe a factory or something like that, you would need billions and billions of money, you know, because you need to buy machinery, you need to construct the, the 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 structure, and you need to buy land and stuff like that. Versus, if if someone pro- probably wanted to sell pens, you, you need you don't really need much. You just go somewhere where they sell pens in wholesale. You just walk in and buy a box of pens and find somewhere to buy, sell them from. And, you know, so the the upfront investment is really, really something that you'd very much want to consider. How much is it going to take you to actually launch the business? Then the ninth one is the upsell potential. Now, upsell potential has everything to do with, yes, I'm selling a product. Yes, I'm selling a pen. But if I'm selling a pen, what else can I sell along with the pen? What else can I sell along with the pen to drive in more money into 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 my pocket? Now, with a pen, I could probably sell a notebook as well, you know, as an upsell for the pen because I know that if you're actually going to buy a pen or be in possession of a pen, you need somewhere to use the ink, you know. Or probably if you're using fountain pens, um, why you need cartridges and all, I will sell you the fountain pen, and then I'll make I'll, I'll I'll make an upsell of cartridges cartridges of ink because I know and I understand and believe that if you are going to use the pen, then you will need ink in the pen. You know, so what is the possibility of you being able to 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 upsell on the product that you are selling? Then the last one is evergreen potential. So evergreen potential looks at your ability to be able to do the same thing or sell the same product or service more than once. You know, there are some things that we buy and we never have to buy them again. You know, so that is actually a big disadvantage for for, for, for the business person and it's probably one of the main reasons as to why Nokia, the brand Nokia... <gasps> actually did disappear for almost five to seven years you know without actually having any new products on on the market why because they did produce some the the, the size of funds that are probably still on the market these days when it falls when it drops i mean you just have to probably f- make sure that you have seen where all the pieces have fallen and then you just rush back and collect all of them, assemble the phone, switch it on, and it is working properly. You know, so there was barely any need to buy a new phone because that phone was as durable as, as durable as, I do, I do not know, as durable as diamonds, probably. <laughs> Lord bless me, I touched a diamond, but they would... Those phones would always be there if you've actually seen... If the people that own these phones do know what I'm talking about. If you've seen it before, you do know what it is that I'm talking about. Those phones never have mechanical problems. They are always, always working 24-7. 
th- th- there is never anything that can really affect them to to like deter their performance. They never have cracking screens. Their battery lasts longer, you know. So there is barely any current or sooner time or need for the person who owns such a phone to go and look for another phone you know because you cannot replace something that is not damaged or broken or missing unlike now with the smartphones of today where even if it just falls just five centimeters above the ground and it just drops the screen will be destroyed and for some phones it may even black out totally you know so you have to go fix the screen and then you know, I mean, sometimes there is even more to the phone that has been destroyed. So you have to go and, yeah, you know, go through all the ruckus. So some people may be like, ah, you know, I mean, this thing is, it is gone. They will just sell it at a relatively low price, top it up and buy a new one. You know, so then it, there is repeat business for the company. So, I mean, that that is why, of course, most people, as soon as you buy your phone, I would encourage you as soon as you buy your phone. If you do have your phone and it does not have a screen guard. For the love that I have for my own phone, I would strongly believe that you also appreciate and love your phone as much as I do. You will go and find a screen guard to protect your screen. Because then if your own screen phone gets cracked or damaged, it will cost you quite a lot of money to fix that, that damage. You may actually find yourself in the need to buy a new one. You know, and and. I mean, silently, that is something that manufacturers of the phone that you're using look forward to. You know, like now the iPhone, like, I don't know, I think it is deliberate that the screen is very thin. You know, when it gets damaged, it, it just does not stop cracking. You know, and it looks very bad, it looks very terrible. It is very easy to notice, and sometimes it's very uncomfortable to have cracked screens. I, I know of a friend of mine. Um, whenever his phone gets cracked, actually it's a she, yes, it's a she. Whenever her phone gets cracked, she just finds someone to buy it at a second-hand price and then buys a replacement, you know. So, as an entrepreneur as well, you want to make sure that the product or service that you're producing can be, I mean, people always keep coming back. I don't know, you can always do the small things. I'm not encouraging, I'm not giving anyone ideas, by the way. But whatever you're doing, make sure that people always come back and not that people just buy once from you or they come to you and, and get your service just once and then they walk away and they never have to come back again. That would not be good for you in the long run, you know, because then you, you could not have anyone to buy your 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 other, I mean, long-lasting products in courts and you will not be able to, to, to cover your costs of operation and to pay the people that work for you and, I mean, it will just be very hard for you. So get something that you can do and you can always get people to come back. I feel like I've lasted very much in that one. But they are 10 and I'm going to repeat them just one more time. The first one is urgency. Second one, market price. Pricing potential. The cost of customer acquisition. The cost of value delivery. Uniqueness of offer. The speed of of the market the upfront investment the upsell potential and the last one the evergreen potential so with those 10 you can be able to scale your 7 to 20 or a thousand ideas on a scale of 1 to 10 and then get a total for each one of them and then that will help you 
be able to identify which idea is the most efficient and the most cost effective for you and basing on that you can be able to you know save time and then probably use the rest of your brain effort to figure out what meal you want to have for supper or lunch <laughs> okay with that said take care of yourselves that's all i had for you and i remain your brand strategist hosni mubarak and um if you want some more of this like chopped up real chopped up very well and nice and quick um you can always follow the twitter handle bricks built me b r i x b u i l d m e and you will be able to find a short listed you know just tweets you know how tweets be like just just very brief so you you can get them there and then also if you'd want to be part of the actually you need to become part of the um facebook community it's called the bricks community you can be able to actually um search it on facebook search bar and well just get yourself a slot there all right i'll see you there till next time take care